Joe Coy and his team, the whole writing team, was put in under a lot of pressure because you have to make sure that the general public is still going to understand the film. Meaning, like you have to be able to know that they ha- they're writing for an audience that has to be more general and not just catered to Filipinos. Do you have any intel about the writing process? Because I did look up who the writers were, and they were not Filipino. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts about that? I feel like we should have been in the writing room. We should have been there. That's the thing. Hey, me searchers. My name is Dustin Domingo. And I'm Crystal Tugatti. On this show, we have critical, messy, and fun conversations with each other and with leaders in the community. And we unpack important issues and unlearn what we think we know about what it means to be Filipino. So today we're going to talk about a historical film in Hollywood, Easter Sunday. And it was led by Filipino funny man Joe Coy. It featured some heavyweight actors such as Tia Carrer, Lydia Gaston, and Lou Diamond Phillips. And it was a really big deal because it was the first Filipino-led film backed by a major Hollywood studio. Unfortunately, it didn't perform as well as we all hoped, but um, we'll talk about that in this episode. Can you, Crystal, give us a little bit of stats, please? Yes. Uh, so the budget for the movie was $17 million, and it made about $13 million globally. Ouch. Yes. <sighs> Ouch. Yeah. I try to be very, like, matter-of-fact about it, but inside I'm just like, oh, my heart. <laughs> <laughs> it hurts. It hurts. Yeah, it hurts. It hurts. It hurts to see. I think that when we all heard that a Filipino movie was going to be made, we had such high expectations. But, um, yeah, that's why we'll this moment it. feels a little bit hard. But that's okay. We'll talk a little bit more about why we think that happened. But um, for now, we are joined by friend of the pod, Nino Lanera. He is the head of content and programming at Mix Global, uh, which is an entertainment platform for Filipinos across the globe. Welcome, Nino Lanera. Woo woo! Hey, Welcome back. I just, back. you know, I just made my way back to the pod. I, you know, knocked on the door, said, "Hey, I want to talk. I'm bored." And uh, hello, I'm here again. So thank you for having me. I appreciate you, <laughs> you know, taking me in anytime you see me with the puppy dog eyes, you know, at your window. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Any. Any time, you are welcome. I appreciate just open that. Open the door. I'm just like <laughs> they're sick of me now. <laughs> never, never. Now. We don't. Ha- we don't get enough. We can't get enough. We don't we get, get enough, enough Nino. Not enough Nino. That should be your new like Instagram. Not oh enough gosh. Nino. That should be. Like we are awesome. just. Yeah. There are so many just slogans that we that we you know. That we find when we talk to you, and we That's love true. it. We should make a sure on every isms. episode. Trying is free, number one. Trying and then what is was free. number two? The thing that we had finished in the last episode that we did with you, Nino? It's better if we band together. It's better yes. when we band together. Mm-hmm. And then and just now, the general mantra. What was it, Crystal? Oh my gosh, my brain. Um, <laughs> it's like, not enough Nino? Not enough Nino. We need more Nino. More Nino, not enough. More Nino. <laughs> more, more. But yeah, we need more. I love y'all. Can never get enough. Yeah. <laughs> but getting back, getting back to the topic at hand, um, we want to start the discussion with a quote from Lisa Kennedy's um, article on Variety.com. And she says, 
Quote, it's common to come out of a theater wanting the movie to have been funnier, not just for yourself, but for the lead and the cast. Easter Sunday and Joe Valencia's family could use a do-over. Maybe his agent can make that sitcom happen. Joe Coy and his family deserve better, too. Nino, what do you make of all of this? I really like that quote from Lisa Kennedy because it kind of gives like hope to this like dreary situation that has come out of it. Right. Um, And I think what we have to think about, yes, the numbers are sad. I'm super sad about that. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm super sad. It didn't perform as well as it did because universal backed so much of their advertising money on this. Like Joe Coy was everywhere. Like you go down the street, he was there. He was on buses. He was on billboards. He was on everything. You know, he was dude. Every corner in LA. And they did such a good (laughs) job with that. And that made me excited that they really put money behind him, you know, um, and, and, and really wanted, you know, it to, it to do well, you know what I mean? Like genuinely really wanted it to do well, Um, you know, but it didn't, unfortunately. But what I've been trying to tell people is that we have to think about it like this um, is that we have to think about it. We have to we have to realize that it is a Filipino led film that got greenlit by Steven Steven Spielberg, like by his production company. They said yes to this. This is the step in the right direction. Yes, maybe the storyline wasn't as you know as funny or as um, as carved out as we wanted it to wanted it to be. You know what I mean? They it definitely had its moments. I felt, um, but I also think that Joe Coy and his team the whole writing team was put in under a lot of pressure because you have to make sure that the general public is still going to understand the film. Meaning like you have to be able to know that they have, they're writing for an audience that has to be more general and not just catered to Filipinos. Do you have any intel about the writing process? Because I did look up who the writers were and they were not Filipino. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts about that? I feel like we should have been in the writing room. We should have been there. That's the thing. But also, once again, it's one of those things where it's like when you're put into this type of pedestal and 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 you're launched into this thing um, and, you know, you're, you're trying to make it work out where you're going to get the backing from the studio, the company, all this other stuff. You know, sometimes you have to bite the bullet, unfortunately. You know what I mean? Um, and to, to make it happen. That could be super controversial. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To, to, to say that. But we don't know what he was up against. You know, I can't speak yeah. for him. I unfortunately yeah. can't speak for him. You know what I mean? If it, it, I, I might have played it differently and I might have really fought. I would have really fought for having Filipinos in that writing, writing room to, to make it make sense for, for, for us. Right. But then again, yeah. maybe he did. And we don't know. That's the thing we can't. It's such a double edged sword because we can't really we don't know what he did. You know what I mean? We, we, we don't know if, if this was something that he fought for. We just don't know behind the scenes of what really, what really happened. I, I really want to give him the benefit of the doubt because the thing is like, he represents so, so hard. He wants people to understand our culture and who we are. You know what I mean? So I, I, I think, I feel like when, when, when people say like, Oh, you know, he just, he, he made this happen, but he, he took so many cuts and so many different things. We don't know exactly what happened. You know, we, yeah. we, it's, it's behind closed doors. It's behind like Hollywood's like locked up, type of situation where you know ndas where we can't really talk about it like so i in my in my in my mind i hope and like i said i give him the benefit of the doubt that maybe he tried 
you know what I mean, to make this happen. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, like I, in my end, I would have like fought for that representation in there because there was definitely some sort of disconnect, you know, in there. Um, not just for Filipino Americans, but even Filipinos in the Philippines as well too had a hard time with it. But also maybe it was, you know, like the, like I said, the, the storyline, it wasn't necessarily just a rom-com. It wasn't a rom-com, you know what I mean? It was a pure comedy. And this is the first time it happened. So I feel like there, there's a hiccup. But once again, you have to look at it at the, at the situation where like it was made. It happened. Yes, the numbers weren't as good, but the thing is that gives us hope that it could happen again. You know? Yeah. I'm just so curious about how it didn't get successful. Like, I just assumed that this would be bigger than it actually turned out to be because he's got, I mean, frankly, Joe Coy is just, he's famous. Yeah. He's got specials on Netflix that do really, really well. And if it's mm-hmm. a movie based on essentially the stand-up, like the jokes from the stand-up, I just wonder why it didn't translate over. And maybe it's just the matter of like, stand-up is different than movies but i don't know i just True. my expectations were that this would have been much more commercially successful being that this is already somebody who is commercially successful correct what was it about him in movie form that people didn't want to go out and see it and support that. You know what I think it was? A lot of people were reacting to the movie and like, you know, their their personal thoughts on it right away Mm -hmm. uh, when they first saw it. And I think that hindered people from when they heard the negative right away, Um, you know, and I think that's really kind of like what, what caused it. I think like once you kind of hear, um hear all the negative bad things you kind of forget like oh man like i think i i needed to support this too because it's important you know what i mean and see it for myself and make that um make that decision myself but a lot of the times right we make decisions based look at yelp you know what i mean look at yelp (laughs) you know what i mean but there's also this big thing going around on tiktok where it's like can we really trust yelp because chinese restaurants the best ones are the ones that are 3.6 rating you know what I mean? Yeah. You're not gonna True. get the the best service, but you're gonna get the best food. You know? Yeah. Might not be the best experience, yeah. but you're gonna get the best food. So the thing Can is, I, it's like, kind of speak to that. Can I speak to that? Yeah. Because we're using we're using Yelp as um an example of why not to trust like reviews. But in the context of like, I'll say in quotes, like ethnic food, right? Those may have poor reviews because the folks writing poor reviews, they aren't necessarily engaged with the culture day to day. So they don't understand that the food is good because they're judging it by another mm-hmm. like filter. But when what are your qualifications? At, right. So like if the movie is being judged by Filipinos and the audience is supposed to be, I mean, I understand what you're saying, you know, like it's, it needs to be broadly, broadly accessible to like middle America or whatever. But like, I personally take issue with making comparisons to it being like a Yelp review, like the situation. But look at this. Go ahead. Who was it really written for? Was it written for the Filipinos wholly and solely? Because I don't think mm. it was. It, I think it was. I don't think it was. I think it was written for a global type of or audience or like an audience. It, it was digestible to people that didn't know what Filipino was. 
I don't think it was written directly for Filipinos. Yes, we were a part of it. But honestly, when I when I watched it, I was like, I don't know. This is really like, you know, like 100% geared towards us. It's a representation of us. But I think it was written to be able to have people experience us in a, in a uh, quote unquote digestible manner or whatnot. Um, you know what I mean? Like, so, so they could understand who we are, but, but which is the crazy part still, because like Filipinos, you should know who a Filipino is. Like I said, we're everywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. But some people still just don't, you know? They, d- you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised when I meet some people who are like specifically, I'll say not out of, not from California, mm-hmm. specifically like Southern California, right? Mm-hmm. I'll meet people from all over the country and they're like oh i've never met a philippine <laughs> you know like <laughs> like they don't even you know philippine <laughs> a philippine and like that you know and that's and i'm like oh we're called filipinos or filipinas or philippinix um but yeah the country or origin country is philippines um but yeah not philippine um so it's it's fascinating because we are everywhere but not everywhere yeah i think i think what like <laughs> I just think we should probably try to look at it in like multiple perspectives. Cause Dustin, I totally agree. You know what, like maybe, you know, it, it could be not fair, you know, to, to, to describe it as like a Yelp review or something like that, because like it is very Philippine centric. So, you know, maybe the audience looks like it should be primarily Filipino, but then we have to kind of think about it, like in the Hollywood aspect of things and stuff like that, like mm-hmm. what were they trying to do, you know? Uh, because even like crazy rich Asians, like that, was supposed to be very, you know, Asian centric, but there's a lot of Western influences in Crazy Rich Asians, which made people like draw to it. You know what I mean? Like you would like yeah. think about it like that. Like they weren't speaking, in, you know, in any sort of like uh, native Asian language all the time, but there were aspects of it. You know what I mean? In there, they also chose a place like Singapore. You know, yeah. one of the richest Asian countries out there because of because of what the sh- what 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 the book was obviously right. Mm-hmm. But yeah. like, I think that was digestible in itself because it was familiar to people, you know, right. like, was it going to be different if crazy rich Asians wasn't titled crazy rich Asians? You know what I mean? If it wasn't, mm-hmm. if it wasn't, if it wasn't the book, you know what I mean? If it was something else, would it be as widely successful? Cause a lot of the films that come out in Hollywood that have to do with like, um, with Asians or, or, or Asian led sometimes they're, they're very indie like, you know what I mean? Um, uh-huh. One one that I think did such an amazing job at it, who I think is breaking some of the, these molds and these things that we kind of put ourselves against because we think we have to kind of like cater a little bit to Hollywood is everything everywhere all at once. <gasps> that movie. Oh, was my God. Okay, that movie was like amazing writing. It was very, very <sighs> A24. That was super indie, right? Super, Fuck. super indie made you really, really think. But once again, it had amazing Asian elements in it that really kind of represented yes. so many different facets of different things. And so it can be done. You know what I mean? It can be done. And like, but I, like I said, like in, in cases like this for like a, a Joe Coy and a universal led film, that's such a big studio. Once again, we really don't know like what they were up against to make this happen, but it was really important for it to happen. Right. Yeah. I, I just I think it's it's very interesting about how Filipino art it is still trying to cater to a wider audience. Just like side note, 
I'm not, I don't even know what the demographic, it's not clear to me what the demographic was that they were trying to reach with the writing specifically for Easter Sunday. It honestly felt like a family film, like G-rated. I was surprised that it was actually a PG-rated film because it felt like a a feel-good family film. And there's nothing wrong with a family film. I love a family film. I teach family film history sometimes. <laughs> um, but I'm just curious as to why Filipino art, and I, I feel like maybe we're just not there yet, why it has to be packaged in a certain way. And I guess there's like steps to it, right? Like not every marginalized community who is putting out art felt like they had the agency to go as experimental as something like everything everywhere all at once. Mm. Like it took a minute, you know, it, I mean, we still had to get a crazy rich Asians. That was kind of like a very, like not a chill rom-com, but I don't, and I love a rom-com, but rom-coms are not like the most serious, Mm -hmm. like and whatnot. But yeah, I just, I just can't wait till we get to that point where we feel like we can make something like that or that something like that would be green lit. From a big, big company. The thing is, look at Yellow Rose. Yellow Rose is an amazing movie as well, too. But that was, you know, um, very much an indie film still. You know what I mean? Like yeah. same A24, a lot of their stuff is still considered indie in a sense, even though they're, you know, like a, a big staple in production, you know, in Hollywood and stuff like that. But like, yeah. I don't think they had, they had, uh, they, they weren't against, they made their, they made their calls. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when you deal with a Universal or a Warner and stuff like that, I think there's so many levels to that. And I think the layers, you know, maybe got some things lost in translation or whatnot. You know, but like just to clear it up, like I said, I think it could have been written a little bit better. You know, mm-hmm. there could have been ways to massage a story to make it feel um, to move it in a different way for for Easter Sunday. Sure. You know, but like I said, like we we should, you know, and, and the numbers are sad to see. But, you know, one thing we should kind of look at is that it was made. Yeah. It was greenlit and it can happen again yeah. just because the movie didn't do well. You know, let's not let's not say that was our only chance. I hate it when people said this is our only chance. No, this is the this is the start of it. This is the door that opened things up for us. So maybe later on, as like the years go by, and we realize it later. Like if you know, if that didn't happen, if this didn't happen, you know what I mean? Like, would we yeah. still be put on the back burner? You know, like fr- from the big studios. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I think I think this could still be not fixed. It could be enhanced. You know what I mean? As far as like our time in mainstream Hollywood, mm-hmm. you know. And the thing is, like, it's happening in pockets to different people and different things. Um, you know, it's just, it's just. I think we talked about this in the last pod: the consistency of it all, and not mm-hmm. giving up for the situation. You know, Joe Coy's um, ABC um, show also did not get picked up. Or, or greenlit after they shot the pilot. It did not. I was through. so surprised about that too. It, they, you know, I think I heard in the trades that it was too much like the movie or something oh. like that. That didn't make sense. So, but the thing is like, okay, that didn't work out for one, but look how long it took Squid Games to get greenlit. It took 12 years for Squid Games to get greenlit or like find a place and look at the, the dude just won an Emmy. You know, he sure did. You know what I mean? One yeah. of the leads just won an Emmy. So it's like, yeah, never, never stop trying because you never know what's going to happen, you know? 
who knows Joker might come back and it could be like an amazing thing later on yeah and it could be a big it could be a, a a very a very big deal or it could be like you know a Dustin Domingo written you know production that's going to be it starring Crystal Tagati you know what I mean oh my no. gosh a dream a dream we honestly don't a know dream. we just got to keep it pushing yes. and keep it going you know you what know. I would love to see mm-hmm. is if Joko were to make another film that were focused on a Filipino a Filipino family. Mm-hmm. My presumption is that it would be much more successful if was if it was like a rated R raunchy film, similar to like I'm thinking like The Hangover or something. I could hundred like percent see that, Dustin. Yes. Right? yes, yes. Because like comedians, that- I just presume are they just have like a potty mouth, so it makes yeah. sense. In my brain, a comedian making a film, like jumping into the big screen, like typically humor is not a family. It doesn't translate to family film. Now that I'm like, now that we've talked about this, I'm processing it a little bit more. I think maybe the film might have been successful if he leaned into like the crudeness of what comedians are typically known for. Yeah, you actually, you're 100% right. Look at his like, yes. look at the stuff he does on Netflix, right? Mm. And, and, and that audience that looks at that. I think if it was geared towards that or written like that or really kind of giving him the freedom to do that dude i think it could have actually been really 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 good because it was very like crystal said it felt very g-rated even though it was pg you know what i mean like it felt very family very spy kids so very spy kids because i didn't i to be honest when i saw the film i was Mm. i was very surprised that it had a very spy kids element to it because i was going in with expectations of like this is gonna be hangover esque. <laughs> you know who? You know what I want? I want like a spinoff for the son and uh, um, and Ava Noblezada. Yes, and yeah. Ava's part. That was such a good. You know, let's talk about the good parts. Like that was really good. Like that part, like them as a rom com, I think would be really fun. Also, like Tiffany Haddish really killed it in this yes. this part. She was really like it was such a good character for her. She might have been one of my you know? favorites. She was and Eugene's character. Yeah, e- Eugene yeah. was super funny. Actually, you know what? The Tito who played the, the postal worker, as yeah. corny as it was, I was like, this, he's actually, his comedy is really, really good. Like his com- his comedic timing was really, really good, I thought. There were elements to this thing. That's another thing. There were elements. And I think, once again, we kind of just like spearhead into the negative of everything. And yeah. I think, I mean, to bring it back to the top, like maybe that that's exactly what happened. Why the numbers were so low was because people were looking at the negative before they even tried. But we're, you know, we're used to that, right? Like I said, we're used to that. We, when we hear something like is not doing well, we're like, oh, we'll wait till it gets on DVD. You know what I mean? Mm, and then like, yeah. I'll, I'll watch that. But I always tell people, I always preface this to any type of show, movie or whatever, you know, this is what I thought, but you should go see it for yourself because you might have a different take on it. Right. You know, everyone's taste is so different, you know, like we all don't yes. like certain foods. You know what I mean? But some of us like, you know, like some of us don't like boba. I love boba. I'm just I was saying. about I to boba. say, Nino. you don't like I boba? Love, Dustin, you know, I love boba. <laughs> like, but you know what I mean? Like I, I have, I have friends, shout out to Phillips and Danya. Um, Philip doesn't like boba like all the time in his drink, what? which is like, you know, we always go to get boba. I'm like, are you really getting boba? One of our friends said this, Diana was like, are you are we getting boba or are you know am I getting boba? Because you know I guess boba in his, <laughs> in his drink, but that's just you know. But we still like a certain element to it. He likes to milk tea. You know what yeah. I mean? Okay, so Phillips and Danya, shout out! Shout out to Phillips! Shout, shout out, out to, to Phillips and Danya. Uh, I haven't Danya seen him from... in a minute. Yeah, Phillips and Danya. Uh, you went to Kelsey Long Beach with us. Uh, 
and um, he is one of my best friends. Um, and uh, yeah, I've worked with Philip forever. He's like one of my best friends. So yeah, Philip's and Danya. Crystal knows Hello. who Philip is. <laughs> Sending you a hug from the microphone and the speakers that my voice is coming out of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, cut yeah. that part and send it to him. <laughs> we had a whole segment about you. <laughs> we need to have another episode just to talk about like the pros and cons of boba. <laughs> oh my god, that could be a discussion. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, as we reach the end of this episode, recognizing that this film Easter Sunday should be seen as somewhat of a stepping stone and not the end. Let's let's think forward into the future. Final question for you, Nino. What would you like to see in the next few years in, in the context of like Filipinos in film? I want to see us once again being consistently out there not just in front of the camera behind the camera in the writer's room being producers directors all that other stuff to tell our story um in it, actually it doesn't even have to be like like a like it has to be a filipino centric story it just needs to be like filipinos just need to be there you know what i mean yeah like yes. and like like yeah. what like yes. like why like why not you know what I mean? Like we we also have regular everyday lives as well too that we could just you know what I mean that could be right. of interest. You know what I mean? A storyline that that could be of interest. Uh, uh, once again, a rom com, a thriller, a blah blah blah. Why can't we be in front of it and then also have elements of our culture within it? I would love to see that more consistently yes. in media and film and things like that. You know, it's amazing to see things specifically for Filipinos in casting calls now. Where it Hell says yeah. Filipino, it says Filipino. I'm looking for a Filipino specifically, not just an Asian or an ambiguous person. I'm looking for a Filipino. I want to see more of those because, like, why not? You know what I mean? They specifically say, I want to look for a Korean person. I want to look for a Japanese person. But, you know, hello, shout out to Southeast Asians and Filipinos. Like, we're also here in that realm, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, give us, I, I want to see more of that. And, like I said, it doesn't have to be straight up Filipino centric. It, it just, we, you know, let us be there. Let us be in the yeah. room. Give us a seat at the table because we deserve it too. Mm. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So Nino, thank you so much for, for joining us and being part of this conversation. Um, definitely controversial. <laughs> yeah, I think so. But you know <laughs> what? Like mixed reviews and whatnot. I think if you look at it, it really is a mixed bag of things because we went back and forth with certain things. But that's the thing. Like, I think we have to not look at it at one way. Right. And we have to look at it in multiple ways to kind of understand things. Some controversial things. But then we also like, I think I took some things back, you know what I mean? Or added or explained more to it or whatnot. But yeah, let's 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 think about it on a more wide, wider scale of things. And like we said, we really don't know what happened behind the scenes. True. Right. And shout out to Joe Coy. Yeah, shout out to Joe Coy, man. Shout like, out to Joe Coy. Yeah. Making shit happen for everybody. Exactly. If you if you didn't particularly like the movie, you know what I mean? Like this man is really, really, really working for not just him, but like for us in representation. You can't you yeah. cannot not say that, right? It's true. Right. And you know, that's it's a really great point that you bring up about we don't know what happened behind the scenes. 
And I think it's very easy to just point the finger at the person who is on the front of the cover. Yeah. And yes, he is like backing, like he is the reason why this film is, is happening. But there are so many moving parts that, you know, continue to muzzle our voices. They try to like, like there's more sound, but it's muzzled. Right. And, um, you know, like we really, I can only imagine the, the, the hoops he's had to, you know, jump over, like jump through, jump over just to get this movie up and running at all. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you for pointing that out. I think we often forget about that. And he's human. <laughs> so We're it's a human. lot. Yeah. Can you imagine that kind of pressure on your back, y'all? I can't. It, it's, I'm sweating <laughs> thinking about it now. Yeah. Mm. I That makes me feel sick to my stomach. So, <laughs> so much props to you, Joe Coy. <laughs> yeah, props. Yeah. Well, that was a, a wonderful conversation. Thank you, everybody, for sticking around and listening. Uh, follow Nino Lanera at Nino Lanera, N-I-N-O-L-L-A-N-E-R-A, like Panera. <laughs> <laughs> Be <laughs> me searcher. Follow us at me search podcast and check us out online at me searchpodcast.com. And again, thank you to Nino, the Nino Lanera. We love you so much. We are always happy that you are here. You don't have to knock on our door, just open it and come on in. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. I am a me searcher for life. I will be hey there. And me searchers, y'all, again and again and again, we love you and are always so grateful that you are here with us searching. And you know what? We're going to get to the bottom of things. This is me search, folks. Woo! Yay!